thank you lads um for another episode um this is episode 48 we are just going to have a chat and um myself ali and my friends cam kojo and mo um yeah we are just gonna be chatting all today what is happening just in general with everyone at the moment and obviously we take it from there we're doing a tribal um conversation so i hope our listeners from our previous um episode has got the boost and especially with the lockdown so we're going to talk about literally what is happening now and moving forward how we're going to implement our ideas and obviously with each one of us all four members of us into into the podcast so yeah um i'll start off anyway so marcel for this week it's been okay um just been hectic i've got a small business that i'm doing so that is motivating me and uh, i've been announced that i'll be going back on site a week from now so yeah that 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 alone is um something very exciting and looking forward to to start back again on construction on site so obviously it's going to be hectic and going to be more demanding work and more headache and so on but yeah but is when you enjoy something, no matter what, you do enjoy it regardless of the situation. It's just an easy, that's the way I see it anyway. That's my perspective side of it. So yeah, um, that's what I can just, that's what I can just generally talk about on my side. So anyone with the guests there, our friends want to talk? Yeah, I think this week has been, actually I heard, I heard one of my close friends, um, we grew up with you guys must be known, but I can't share his name on here. I don't think it's fair to do that, but um his grandmother passed away. Um I think they did the funeral on Tuesday. Um it's really sad to hear. Um from coronavirus and stuff. So I spoke to his brother yesterday actually, just to see how the family are coping and stuff. But this week in general has been yeah, it's been it's been bad news. See another close friend member shared some news with us as well. It's been a lot of bad news, but we're hoping that by the end of the week, by the start of next week, things will pick up. I know people are going through a few things at the moment, but we have to stay strong. We have to. That's the only, unfortunately, that's the only thing that we have. We have to. We have no choice. Sometimes that's how I kind of see it, just to make myself a bit strong. Um, On the work side, I did hear from, we had um, a meeting, um, one of these teams meeting, numerous meetings that people are having virtually. We had one where it was said to us that for us, we're not going back to the office anytime soon this year. So most probably for the rest of the year, I'll be working from home. Um, it might actually go into next year, but we'll wait to see um, because the plan is to just put some sort of social distancing on our network. And then we're seeing us people that could actually lead the way. So if we could all work from home, there are people that can anyway, whilst normal people go about some sort of normalcy, then that's something that has been put in place. And then I guess the only other thing I've been doing, taking baby steps, just trying to learn about a bit of companies, trying to see if I could get myself understand a bit more stocks. I've signed up to so many different <laughs> stock trading platforms, just trying to understand the best one. So yeah, just be taking baby steps on stuff like that as well. Um, that, that, that's it really for me this week. I wonder what some of you guys' experiences are this week. Yeah, no, this week um, it's been very a emotional realization kind of week um 
as you mentioned, um, I've also got, this is for me personally, the second friend of mine I know where his father's passed away from COVID-19. Um, and then even in my family, just kind of realizing how the whole COVID effect has affected healthcare in general. And especially for those that might need help um, that don't have COVID, but would still need some kind of treatment or help and how that isn't available at all to anyone. Um, to the point whereby if anyone was to have an accident or something, break a leg, or even if it's your child or was to hurt themselves, um, they wouldn't be able to get any actual operations or anything happen in this current climate and unless it's fatal. Um, so the way they see it is, oh, if you've broken your leg, but you're still living and you're not gonna die, then they're not really gonna do nothing um, for now. The, the, the theaters aren't open to be doing any operations in this time period, um, unless it's something fatal or to do with COVID-19, which I think is very, very, very demoralizing. It can, it can, can affect families quite a lot. Um, and then it's also, how do you cope with it? How do you, what, what else can you do in the meantime, unless you've got money and you can go for private healthcare and you've got the money to pay for it. But a lot of these op operations, they start from about um, six to 7,000. And then you end up spending almost 10,000 just in aftercare costs and all those other costs that come with it. So unless you've got about 10 grand in the bank or cash, or you've got access to that amount of money, um, there isn't really much most people can do in these kind of situations. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely in terms of work and things going on, work's been busy still for me. Uh, there's a lot been going on, especially in terms of the whole quarter end from April and stuff like that, and how life goes on. Uh, we're already thinking about what we're going to do going forward in terms for the rest of the year and how, how that's going to look work-wise. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's that's been pretty much for me that's been going on so far. Um, for me, I guess the week, um, it's, it's been pretty laid back. I've had, had to go out to do a few things, but... Um, taking as, as much precaution as possible when we're leaving home. Um, I've, I've worked a bit, worked more this week than I have in the last few weeks. So that, that, that has been quite useful to keep my mind ticking over as well. Um, I think leading up to um, this lockdown, I had, had plans to sort of transition into other bits of work and that and the momentum I was gaining in terms of that um, progression that was halted as a result of the lockdown. And so I guess this week as well, I've also been trying to strategize ways of how to um, get myself to transition into that out of a field. Um, I guess on top of that as well, I've kind of lost, watched, I'll tell you what I really got into was this, uh, was the Michael Jordan documentary. Uh, I watched that this week and yeah, I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I always knew Michael Jordan was big, but this definitely opened up a lot of things. I never, you know, didn't really know too much about him. I don't, I don't really follow basketball like that, but watching this documentary almost made me have a newfound love 
for for him for for the game. Um, but yeah, that's that's really what I've been up to this week. Um, it, it's been been went to a couple Zoom parties, um, and it's it's funny. Some of the Zoom parties I went to, um, I guess it's also look looking forward. Is this the way certain things are going to be done? At least for the majority of the year, I pick up on the point, Kodja, that you said you'd probably be working remotely for at least for the you know for the most part for this year and I mean that you know I, I guess that's going to be applied like sort of to so many other things and you just think how is this going to affect our way of life going forward I guess I, I have those moments as well those moments of clarity where I think about what state of the time you know the state of the times and where things could go to from here and how this has affected our, our normal way of life it's just it, it, it really cuts deep when you're hearing that families and friends are being affected. It really hurts. It really hurts. You know, can't even see, can't even see family members. I can't even, you know, go off and check up on my mom, see how she's doing. It really gets to me. Um, yeah. This is where we are. This is, um, I guess, I guess there's some stuff that you said there, right? Regarding the whole um, Michael Jordan. I could not, you know what it was? I'll tell you. I I don't like all this. It's like an autobiography played out in a video kind of setting. Yeah. I hate stuff like that. I don't like that. I think I've bought. I think I've bought. What's his name? I bought Barack Obama's autobiography, and I've, I haven't actually read it. I don't even know why I bought it in the first place. But anyway, <laughs> that aside, I hate anything like that. So when I saw this Michael Jordan stuff on Netflix, I was thinking, Ah, here we go again. I can't be bothered. Then one night, I'm just sitting there with my wife, and she's like, oh, let's just watch it. I heard it's good. I heard it's good. <laughs> and I put it on. And I, I look, it, I it, cannot. It's it, so it, gripping. It's, it's funny. It's, it's, it's funny to say. It's funny you say the same thing. Because the way you were feeling about it, that's exactly how I was feeling. I didn't want to put it on. I was yeah. stalling for a while. Because I was just thinking, I don't even really want to watch this. And mm. like you said, I was at home with the missus, put it on. And as you said, from that moment, it went on. That first episode. Couldn't, couldn't put it down. That was uh, it, man. <laughs> it is amazing, isn't it? Even yeah, I, I, I must be, well, I'll, I'll be right, honest like, with me. I was actually look intrigued to watch it. I, um, I used to play basketball quite a lot back in the day. Um, and I always, I'll be honest, I didn't follow the sport in terms of all the teams and stuff that much, but I enjoyed playing it myself. And um, with the whole MJ, I must admit, even me watching it, even I didn't realize how great he was and how much of an impact he had to the sport and what he did, especially to the Chicago Bulls franchise. Cause I, I, I never knew that they were nothing before he joined them. Like literally they weren't top five, like nothing, no one heard of them, nothing like that. Um, but yeah, but even watching it, how it's produced, how it's done is so gripping. It is yeah. very, yeah. very well done. Well, excellent. Excellent yeah. piece of work there, man. Really, yeah, really I've good. just I've just started on just watching it in the beginning, so I haven't finished it. The rest of you guys, so um, I'm still there. But from so far, what I've spoken, I mean, seen, I'm really happy about it. I even spoke to Coach about it as well. I, I told you, the, remember, the spirit. Remember, Ali, I told you to watch it. As soon as I got into it, I, I text Ali and I said, "Bro, you need to get into this documentary, MJ One." Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. You know of... <laughs> yeah, go on, sorry. No, it was my missus that was watching it and she just put me into it because me and Koji was talking about it. Like, I didn't even really want to watch it. My missus, just drew, she started to watch it and she drew me into it. I said, all right, cool. I just have to watch it. Uh, so, how, yeah, up to, how up to date are you guys? Are you 
I'm up to date. Bro, I'm up to date. I can't too. do it. I, I'm, bro, I'm up to date. I can't do it. Are you mad? I was losing my mind. I had to watch the whole thing. I'm up to date. <laughs> I actually did it over two days. Normally, I'll watch everything. But look, I was watching with the missus. It was like two o'clock in the morning. We both looked at each other. We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's try to watch it the next day. Bro, I would have stayed up till four o'clock watching the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't. Mate, you know what it was, though? And that's the stuff. I think... So I heard of Michael Jordan. I knew that he was a great basketball player. But like you more, I think in secondary school, I used to play a bit of basketball. But I was never really into who's the best and all those kind of stuff. Yeah, if it's on, I might watch it. But I wasn't really that into it, if you get what I mean. So just watching it, just the drive that this person had. Like, for me, it's just unbelievable. The type uh, uh, of uh, uh, what I wanted to talk about is mainly what triggered me when I was talking to coach is mainly like um, a black, a black just good for entertainment. It's just, just to sum it up, you know, because from my understanding, I'm just going to kick it off anyway. From my understanding, when I was just elaborating it, is that are we in the, in the main mid, uh, main, mid, mid stream, um, stream media, are we portrayed that we are just good for entertainment, whereby we just go to party, whereby we just love to dance and go to carnival and we have so many problems within our household we ignore it and then we go back into the into the entertainment side of it are we being stigma in that kind of sense of it or is just just it's just of our postponer as a as a black individual is that how we are or obviously maybe just uh, uh it's just a general statement that it, it is not necessary for everyone to talk about i i don't do you understand what i'm going to say coach probably you can pick it up because me and you discussed this i i just want to i want to step in there i think it's interesting that you say that because um i was having a conversation with my wife and we were talking about if you think about all the big institutions in the uk from my perspective like you've got the supreme court um what's another big institution come on someone throw it out what's another big institution that we can think of um um i guess you can even talk about civil service. You can even talk about Met Police. Um, trying to think about Bank of England. And yeah, and we're thinking about all those institutions. Do you know of any like, what, do you know of any black people in those institutions? Uh, or in, in the top tier part of those institutions? Like I know from the Supreme Court, there are no black, black judges that sit in the Supreme Court. There aren't any Asian judges that sit in the Supreme Court. But, um, you know. Can I? Can I ask a question here? Yeah, um, go on. Why, why does it... Because when we talk about black and stuff like that, and this is controversial, and it's just my thinking. Whilst you guys were talking, just something came in my head. Why does it matter if we have black people in these institutions? Is it just a sense of representation? Or is it a sense of them actually doing something that's favourable for black people? Because from my perspective, and I've kind of did this before where... During the financial crisis, whilst I was in uni, we did like a, we had a debate and the debate was around whether if we had women in the top positions in all these institutions, all these financial, financial institutions, would we have had the crisis that we had? What, what did we call it? What was it called? What was that? What was it called? Mate, what this the, thing that, what was it? The financial crash. Called? Yeah, the financial crash. I'm actually saying it, but there's the word that everyone talks about. It. Um, um, so we did the whole debate. And initially, I, was on, I, I sided around the idea that because of how women are 
if they were in power, I don't think that they would have drived um, a lot of these like capitalist kind of society to where we got to. Um, so because I was thinking that I went on the opposite side to say, no, that's not going to happen. And I had to get some research to back it up. And with my research, I found out that people that normally get into this whole CEO position, they have to kind of, in order for them to get there, they have to behave according to certain norms that has been established years and years ago. In a sense that there is an expectation, you, you have to be a bit cutthroat, you have to be a bit, you know, there, there is certain attributes that are given to these CEOs, like ego kind of stuff that you have to feed into. So for my research, I kind of found out that regardless of whether you're a male or female, you kind of attribute yourself to these goals. So if you're not authentic, it doesn't matter whether you're male or female. So anyway, I'm just coming back to my point of the conversation around the big institutions and whether when you have a black person in there, what does that look? I feel personally that in, 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 in regards to representation, it's good to see that, yes, there's a black person that's part of the Supreme Court just for representation's sake alone. However, when it comes to the practicality of it and the benefit of black people, I don't necessarily think it actually matters as such unless that person is doing something to benefit his people. Because I feel like in most cases, they just tend to go with the flow of what has been established already. Yeah, and I think Barack Obama is the biggest example of what you just exactly. mentioned. Exactly. That's, that's my personal opinion. Well, yeah, no, I'm glad you, you, you agree that it was representation that's important because that was really my point. My point was that I think it's good for representation, especially for a younger generation, because what it does is it raises their aspirations and their goals and their drives. And, and the things that they feel like they can achieve growing up. Because obviously, you know, what you feel like you can achieve is based on what you can see. If you, if you don't see certain things where you could feel like you could put yourself in that position, you don't necessarily feel you can achieve that. I feel like seeing people that look like you in certain positions, it raises your level of aspiration because it makes you feel and believe, well, I can do that. Without that, that yeah. representation, you feel like you can't. Yeah. yeah. Or, you do, or it doesn't even just come to those things don't even come to mind. And as I said, you lower your expectations, and you and that's where those things that can't comes into your vocabulary when it comes to trying to do certain things. Yeah, I totally agree. But I think it has to go deeper than that. For me, it has to go deeper than that because all these kind of stuff that we're doing, apart from the representation, is that we know that our people are some of the most vilified in the world. Everywhere that you go, black people are under the cosh. People are getting shot for going jogging. There's black people in China that are being kicked out of their houses and all these kind of stuff. There's all sorts of stuff going on anywhere else that you go in, in the world. So I feel like for me, yes, the representation is great. Don't get me wrong. Like Barack Obama, what he did for black people in regards to him being the president in the White House was great. But in regards to his track record and what he did for black Americans, that's not great. So I, I, I just feel like the representation is great but it has to go deeper than that in regards to how authentic that individual is regarding the cause. Because I feel like you might just get a generation that just keeps doing the same. So in regards to the established rules and laws that are there, I personally feel like you need people that break the mold. For instance, we had a conversation about Malcolm X, people that go against the grain. I feel like it, it, essentially, as we are giving that representation, as these people are going on their journey, I feel like they have to try to, we have to try to break the mold rather than just trying to fit in, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah I, I, I totally agree with you on that. I, I definitely agree with your point on that point. I, 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 I want to touch on that. I think representation is more of a superficial distraction. Um, yeah, it sounds good. Yeah. It looks good. 
but it, it's, it's, it's meaningless really. And I, and I feel it's more of a hindrance to black young people than it is an actual benefit or help because they get so absorbed and distracted by its smokescreen um, image as opposed to any actual benefit or anything going forward. Um, them seeing someone in there and not doing anything actually for black people I think is more dangerous to young people. It just feels, oh yeah, they can aspire to something, but then not actually really support their community as opposed to someone like, let's say Malcolm X, that is actually out there frontline doing something and trying to help his own brothers and sisters or people. I think that is a much more better image for young people to look up to then. Um, and I have a question whilst we finish. But then, but, but sorry, I was gonna, I was yeah. gonna say like, like with the Barack Obama example, I feel like in order to obviously be able to give back to your community as well, you have to be raised in that community. You have to be raised within that, um, that 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 mold and that culture in order to understand the struggles and and of that particular community. Where in Barack's um, example. Although he lived in Chicago for a while, he wasn't raised in a black community. He lived in Hawaii. He lived in a different part of the town. And although he tried as much as he could to try and understand the, the, the struggles and what people went through in those, in, those particular, in the black community, he could never really know what it felt like because he never grew up in that particular time. Yeah, but he, no, he, I he's totally not agree. sold that way, I though. Totally, he, he, I he totally wasn't agree with that point. I think, I think and, and, and this is why when you said that, I just had to kind of... I, I, I totally agree with that. But then the problem that you have is that a lot of the times when you have these people in like the public eye, people are looking for hope. Black people that are suffering in the world, if they see someone in the Supreme Court that's a black man, they're thinking that you are going to be standing for, you are going to do something about all these injustices that we see in the judicial system, for, for instance, yeah, 100%, or whatever yeah. area that yeah. they're working in, right? So it gives you that hope. And I feel like it's very crushing when you realize that even though these people are in this position, they really can't do anything about it because their hands are tied or whatever reasons that be. And then the question that I kind of had is that if you really want to bring about change, can you actually fit within these institutions? Because these institutions, you will be watered down one way or the other in order for you to be as authentic or fight for black people lives that matters. I don't think you'll be able to fit into these institutions because your, your legs will be cut before you even progress to those kind of positions, you'd be sidelined, you'd be blacklisted kind of stuff. I personally feel like that. So can you well, actually fit within these institutions and try to fight for like black people um, in regards to some of the um, issues that we face in our communities or worldwide? Yeah, to, to, to add to that, I think maybe um, the key word that we'll probably say not realizing we need key key um, remo um role models the reason why i'm saying role models like my kind of in department for example yeah i work in construction but majority of the like the ceo or the directors they're not they're not they're not the same basis as me or the same appearance as, as me so uh it's always like i'm always getting challenged as well being challenged in that aspect of it and when i do when i do get someone that looks like me whether it's the client side or whether someone that's opposite working with me, they're mainly like a senior position. And within that senior position, there's not much they can do when something goes wrong. And I feel like very challenging. And, um, but the key, the key point I'm trying to um, address here is that is 
are we just good for entertainment? When I meant by entertainment, we, we are dominating the music industry, for example. That's one thing, we dominate it, I can understand that. When it comes to, to new dancing style, we dominate it. When it comes to brand, like how to dress, we dominate it, because that's all entertainment. When it comes to us going to carnival and enjoying ourselves, we dominate that kind of um, aspect of it. But as what you all guys have just uh, um, addressed, which is very important, it doesn't have to be entertainment that we're good for. Yes, entertainment is a money there. It makes it generate a lot of money over a billion pounds each year in out and um in and out. But that is not the point. We need to make sure that we have role models. And that role model, as what Coach and Cam and Mo just addressed, is that they need to make sure that that role models they are doing what they're supposed to they say they're going to do within the community or within the area. That's what I think anyway. I, th I think, yeah, no, but I, I get, certainly get, get your point. What, what I was going to say is, so basically I was on a talk this week. Um, it, was, it was justice for BAME, no, BAME lawyers, and it was speaking about the Windrush um, scandal. And you, one, one lawyer made a particular point saying, if you look at the UK, in terms of like progression within the black community, there's no organized sort of group or, or organization that has political clout that can push certain agendas um, and sort of protect certain things in the community and those individuals that are progressing into certain institutions. You look at America, they had the civil rights organization, they had the Black Panthers, they had the NAACP. They've had various different organized um, institutions that have been able to try and help push agendas and create certain things within that particular community. Um, and I think that's one thing that the UK lacks. I mean, in terms of like just being, you know, overexposed in, in, in sort of like music and entertainment and all that, I, I just think that's just, a, I think obviously that's, I think that's an image that's perpetuated by the powers that be um, in terms of, but I think black people do dominate pop culture. I think that's certainly one thing that's said in a lot of things that have come from pop culture have been have been created and taken from black people, whether it be music um, or even like some, you know, movies as well. I, what I would say is, um, I guess, I guess it's just an image to try and sort, I guess it's, it's, it's a way to control the image of black people in, in one way or another. Yeah. yeah, and I totally agree. And I think what the point I'm trying to make here is that it's important for our kids to see something different than just a rapper or R&B singer or someone that dances or someone that's an athlete and all those kind of stuff. It's important to, for our children to see a variance in careers, especially in careers that they could go into. Um, but I also believe that it's important that we personally just know ourselves because I think the, the key problem that we have, whether it was the Black Panthers or the um, kind of like giving nation of Islam and all those kind of stuff, the key thing is influence and control. Um, now, if you look at some of these organizations now, they don't have much influence and they don't have much control over the environment. And that's the problem that you have. If you don't have much influence or much control, then how do you actually bring across change? The only way you bring across change is having influence to kind of like govern the masses to kind of come to this whole um, idea or this ideology of a movement. It galvanizes that organization. Do you know what I mean? So. I definitely concur with what the kind of um, regarding the the, um, the BAME lawyers talking about the Windrush generation, and even using the example of the Windrush generation, it should never be there. Like 
for me, I am so shocked every time I watch videos. I've watched videos on YouTube. One lady that nearly got dipped, she was in, look at that, I use the word dip, you know. That's the street mixing with um, <laughs> the word. <laughs> so, yes, so this lady nearly got dipped. And she was in a detention centre. And literally, I think one of the MPs had to get involved for her to get released. And this lady has been living in this country all her whole life. And then after that, she actually went back to Jamaica to see her family and stuff. And I was just thinking, like, how does this work? How can we be living in this 21st century? And these things are happening to black people. They're still happening now. And who's really fighting their battles? For me, it's really shocking. It's really, really shocking. That this, and they are continually doing it. I will not even be shocked that doing this whole COVID stuff, they're still sending people back home. This country, they do some... But anyway, the, the point I'm just trying to make is about the influence and the control we have around our environment to bring about change. And I think that that's very important. Alongside the whole representation, that's very important if we have that, because that's how we could actually bring change that could affect the next generation. Yeah, but, but how, how, how are we going to do this? Because Cam just made a good point that this institution, there's not enough representing of black. Like the movement in America is huge. You've got the Black Panther, you've got this. But in the UK, there's none of this kind of stuff that is happening in this organization. How do we create this? You know, it's not about creating or uh, a network um, event and then everyone meeting now and then, because this is what's happening. There's a lot of network event that is happening. People go to it. You know, people of color go to it. There's BAM, um, networking, event. You go to it, and then from there, you 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 don't even relate or you don't even get back to each other. It's either I benefit from you within that network, or you benefit from me, and then we create something. If not, nothing else gets gets done. So, are we just talking just for the sake of it, or are we just going to this event for the sake of it, and then meet up to each other? and go to social media and then now and then and then what what do we do after that this is my this is what i'm i'm worried about that's why i'm talking about this entertainment side of it because mm. when it comes to carnival when it comes to traveling when it comes to going to um talking about media or or dancing we do all of this afrobeat we go on youtube doing all dancing but when it comes to the the, the, the main core aspects of what we need to do and work together as a unit it's not there that spirit that energy is not there we are the we are the main people right now our generation are the main people the event is not going to be working anymore it can't be working for long we need to do something and get organization that where we we can work something for example i'll give you a perfect example us four right now right we all have our own problems we all have our own bodies right but when it comes to one of us for example the sad side of this year, Mo just addressed what is happening with him. But right, with our, within our, our team, we should be able to do something and help out Mo. Do you yeah. get it? That's what I'm talking about. We should do something and help Mo, even though it's, it's not enough, but at least Mo has got something. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. I totally agree. Go on, I'll let someone else talk. Yeah, no, you know, I, I, I hear completely what you're saying, Ali. Um, and it's, it's, it's really funny because um, exactly what you were saying is something I was saying to Cam when um, I went to um, one lawyer's thing about the whole knife crime and stabbing in the UK and stuff like that. Um, 
and and I literally I, I remember even through that whole session speaking to Cam and I was sending him look through my youth charity we've done exactly what they're doing today um it's no different it's exactly the same the same conversation the same issues being brought up the sameness it's literally the same things conversations being had just keep being had just keep being had um and nothing necessarily being done and 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 what you got to understand is let's say like for example in the whole law kind of side of things um the buck stops at the end in the top and if the top people really don't share the same sentiments or see the same thing or ideally even want the same thing knowing full aware the effects are then nothing's going to be had um and i always come back to the example of let's say like the jewish community or even the asian community and how they are amongst themselves is that we once we create our own thing we start working amongst ourselves, doing our own thing. Then we can start making changes elsewhere externally. Um, but I feel we've got so much work to do internally within ourselves, amongst ourselves, um, before we can start to expect to see other things. And, and, and as you mentioned in terms of us working together as, as a community, um, like when someone's problem happens or something happens that we should be able to, kind of galvanize together and at least come with some kind of solution or offer some kind of help and i agree with you yes it's definitely something we could do but i feel the problem that we have in those circums in those instances is that we're too reactive as opposed to proactive why aren't we setting up these kind of groups initially already so when stuff like that does happen we've got things in place to support and help each other that that cushion is there and then i feel once we start seeing that kind of impact then people are more inclined to support and get into some kind of initiative together because we know of the benefits that it has in that aspect that's how these unions started back in the day that was the main thing then and see how they've grown up and and blown so big in terms of all the different unions out there um, and it really does start with us coming together ourselves and tackling our own problems and figuring out proactive solutions as opposed to reactive solutions. Yeah, so I was, come, are you coming in or do you want me to go ahead? No, you can go. Yeah, so I think, I think Ali, what you mentioned um, is, it's a very, 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 very good question. And it, it's, it's funny because I've had conversations in the past with one of my friends, um, one of my friends was saying, and we spoke about this regarding this whole collective bargaining stuff, because that's what we're talking about. Um, how we organize ourselves to really kind of have a bit of like an influence over the environment and the situations that we find ourselves in. And I think a lot of the times um, when it comes to people, and I won't say this is just black people. Um, some people, if you don't, sometimes if you don't have something that bonds you together, something that kind of brings the whole community together, then it's very hard to be aligned. And when I say that, I know the example was, um, someone mentioned the example of the Jewish community. Jewish community have something that brings them together. It's easy for them to understand that the pains that they are going through, or the pains that their forefathers have gone through, it's, it's easy for them to understand that. Now, when you talk about the Asians as well, the Asians have a culture and a tradition, and the Asians doesn't really give them that much of a, because the Asia is a big kind of part 
where there's certain groups within that, that they have a culture and tradition that they kind of instill into their communities when they come over here. And then obviously when you come over to us, and I keep on saying this, that well, I feel we're the biggest continent in the world and then we all kind of displace in this whole kind of diaspora where we're all trying to understand each other. So it was going to do some work. But one conversation I did have with my friend around this whole thing was that sometimes we have to see this as even though whatever movement is happening does not affect me now, I need to support it. So for instance, I think when we opened this up, I was talking about the situation I found myself in and I was like how, you know, I, I, I've been blessed and all those kind of stuff. But I, I full well understand that other people are kind of struggling as well. Other people have issues that they need to deal with. And for me, if I need to come out or support those people, I will come out and support those people. It's not because I'm not going through, I'm going to be like, oh, it doesn't affect me. And I feel like those kind of selfishness when it comes to individuals, in order to actually sacrifice for something, because all these people that we mentioned, all these groups that we mentioned, people had to sacrifice for something to begin in the first place. And I feel like when it comes to our generation, we are very quick to talk. We are very quick to talk about all these ideas. But as you mentioned, Ali, the question is what happens thereafter? So I definitely agree that, and, and to the point that Mo mentioned, that you need to have some of these kind of institutions together. So I'll give you an example. Like for instance, my mom and those Ghanaian communities, and I know, I know the Nigerian communities do it, they have like this kind of like, it's like an association. So they have members in there and the members all come together. They'll have like an appraisal, they'll have like a quarterly review or whatever not. And in those members, if you belong to that member and then something happens to you where you need some sort of financial assistance. And sometimes it's not even financial assistance. It's for people to come and visit you, for people to come and come to you, give some words of wisdom, some advice, something to keep you going. Anything that something happens with those kind of communities, they'll all come together and put some money together to, to kind of help um, people that are going through that. So the proactive nature is that they have the association in the first place. And um, the ideology is that everyone that belongs to the association knows why they're there. They're there as a collective to kind of support each other because they know in this, in this country, this is something that's very difficult for them to achieve, like in regards to that support. And this is something that was brought back from back home. And I know back home in Ghana, they do some of these things. Now, the question for us is that the next generation, do we carry on some of these kind of cultural things that's going to give, um, give us that proactivity that we want in order to support each other? So a lot of the times when we talk about these things, if we go back, it's always very important for us to understand things that have been done traditionally, culturally, to understand the impact they have and then review it and say whether it's applicable in the situation that we find ourselves in. But I feel like there's a lot of examples. If we go back and we want to inherit and we want to pass on this kind of stuff, there is a lot of kind of templates that are already there for us to follow. And those kind of templates would then put us in a position to be, A, to be proactive, because it's good to be proactive and think about how things are going on. But two, you have to be reactive as well, because in this world, you cannot plan for everything. So you have to have a space for people just coming together and helping. That is part and parcel of um, this kind of world that we live in as well. Yeah, you make a valid point. Cam, do you want to add anything? or? Yeah, sorry, no, hold on, sorry. Yeah, I think it's, um, I know, I definitely agree. I agree. I think. Um, I think even when I'm thinking about um, the fact that Kodra, that you said some of these organizations that have come have come from a sense of, they've come from a tragic event. That's how they were established in the first place. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of these, um, a lot of the drive for some of these um, organizations come from pain. 
yeah. and that's what keeps them going. And I think, I, I think even looking at UK's history, I think the biggest thing that you could say came from pain, even for the black community, was probably the Stephen Lawrence um, yes. death. That definitely was massive. And even that in itself, like, you know, it, it, it pushed the big movement in terms of, you know, the Met Police for the first time, they reviewed their practices and everything, obviously, and for the first time, they were deemed as institutionally racist. You know, that was like a big thing at that time. And it was a big thing for them. And then obviously policies and measures were put in place for them to sort of improve that way of working. Obviously, I know some people would argue and say, well, no, it doesn't really seem like much has, much has changed. But um, I think um, I'm just trying to go back on the point of that. Yeah, you're right. It's just unfortunate that these sort of um, organizations have to come from that place of pain. And I don't want, you know, any tragic sort of thing to strike the black community in the UK for, for, for those sort of organizations to come out. But lead, leading on from that, there definitely needs to be some form of organized movement in terms of how, you know, how we go forward. And as you said, not be, um, was it not be so reactive, but more proactive. Um, it's, Mo, you brought up that talk we went to um, on the knife crime and definitely, I definitely see your point. It's, it's a question of, even if you know you have these sort of events you could talk about we, we could talk about issues until our you know until you know until the cows come home but if we're not talking about solutions here what can be done in order to to improve the and and in some instances i can't i'm not i'm not going to try and criticize places where they raise up the issues because sometimes it is good to have an identification of the issues and understanding of what causes them because sometimes it could be a case of well, tackling the causes in one in, in one way or another, that might very well have to be the solution. Um, mm. But I guess in order for those those things to be put down, there has to be an organised structure from the communities that are most afflicted by it. Because we, as lawyers, we went to that event, but that was it. You know, it's like what happens in those areas that are most afflicted by knife crime. What is done to tackle those root causes? Um, and, then, and, and you know, you, saw, you see in the news where people talk about it's a lack of youth clubs, a lack of activity for youth on, on the streets. And make no mistake, this, 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 this knife crime affects a lot of the black community. And so when you're speaking to people like the mayor, or, you know, all those other people, it's like they're not even doing much to even try and reverse that and try and open up these youth clubs, open up these other charities or these things that can do those sort of things. But if we had an organized sort of movement that had political clout, and represented that community, change could be achieved in that way. Um, just to just to try to um, um, kind of like wrap it up on that side of it. There's two sides where Koja mentioned one thing, and then you mentioned one thing, Cam as well. Can Koja, you mentioned okay, there's a template with our gen um, our parents' generation, and obviously, what do we, our generation, our society now, what do we do with that? So to answer to that, for my opinion is I think our generation where we're just stuck in our own ways, meaning we want to do what we want to do, if that makes sense. And also on top of that, we're very proud and we don't want to allow the exter external side, like the society or your friends or your colleagues to know what you're going through, like struggling. Whether you are struggling, you don't want that to be shown. Instead, you want to show the world externally that you are content, you're happy, everything is going on, you know, things are going well with you. That's the way I'm seeing it from our generation because to be frank, like even I talk to Cam quite frequently, when something is going wrong with me, 
I want at least someone around me to help me. It doesn't, it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't have to be about money, you know, as what you tapped into. It doesn't have to be about money. It's just general, just I need, I, need to come, I need to have a conversation. We need to go out for a laugh. We need to have a, a pint. We need to, we need to social, you know. It's not, there have to be that kind, of, that kind of community in that kind of sense. And I feel like our community, our generation that we have, not our, our, our parents, the template for our parents is already there. It's already been established. It's, it's the foundation for us. So we can just take that and use it to our own advantage. And I feel like the black, the, the younger, I don't want to generalize too much, but for my understanding, when I'm seeing it now, that's what I'm seeing. It's like, we don't want to help each other. We stay, for example, the, 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 the Asian community, 10 families will live in one home. So each year by each year, one of them will come out eventually they all have their own house. In our own community, we can't even need to imagine to do that because we want to have, we want to make sure that one person have their own house first or that person, it's like a competition. And then Cam raised a, 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 another point that he's saying that how this, this um, youth club, for example, uh, are not there anymore, but why is it? But then it, it, it's like, a, it's like a, a way for them to, pressure us and 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 make and give us that fear and make us continue to get in more in that trouble because if you can imagine there's no youth club the kids they don't have anywhere to go up to, to play or to move about what they will do they'll find another option which is crime and that crime would lead them for them to have a tr uh, a record on the system and then that is like a like a a rotation that keep on happening and keep on happening and by the time you know it there's no role models for them to, to look up to and say, you know what, this is what I want to do. The role models now are musicians. Majority of them are musicians. And then what are they talking about? Getting guns, getting girls, you know, having jewelry, have, spending your money. There's no way of investing it. There's no way of doing anything good with it. And that's what I'm just worried about. I'm just worried in that core of it. And I, I think, I believe from us four or whether us four or not, I believe that we will do something. We have to do something. It's not just about event, going to an event, and then after that, nothing is done. I think something needs to be done. It has to be an institution that where we all do something and own it, you know, and work together and, and, and at least move forward from there. That's what I think anyway. Um, yeah, no, I agree with what you're saying. Um, I, I don't know. I kind of look at things really differently in a sense whereby a lot of people might say, tackle one problem at a time as in we, we, we can't solve everything and we can't do everything in one go or it's not going to all be fixed overnight but I do believe in terms of in rebuilding one area it's going to have some kind of butterfly effect or knock-on effect on how other areas improve and and, and that's the reason why I mainly want us to focus on self in terms of how do we rebuild and strengthen our community internally and then from that I do honestly feel other areas will flourish and improve and grow and I, I do feel as a community if we start initially helping each other and I don't know setting up some kind of financial support fund that supports each other and stuff like that then I do feel other fundamental initial problems will kind of help resolve other external problems um so in terms of if you've got an, a, com a community with some kind of housing project whereby we help um housing for this whole community in that whole area and 
everybody in that area gets some kind of housing support. So then that's one aspect, you know, a roof over your head kind of sorted. So then you in that housing community, you're definitely going to have children or whatever if you're sorting out the, the, the education of young kids in that kind of community. That's a, another added on kind of growing on support. Then now you've got a young generation that is a lot more smart, smarter and well supported and should make less mistakes, if you get what I mean. Um, and I, I just feel if we kind of start initially first of look, how do we resolve the inner problem? Then we are now no longer relying on other external factors um, to help support us or fix certain things. We're doing it ourselves. And in doing that, we should be the long i feel the long term and knock on effect should be it should stop knife crime or whatever um crimes in our community um happening or it should stop the lack of access to finance in our community happening because we're more well educated or more this um it should stop the lack of um um uh, black people getting incarcerated or whatever and going into jail because we've we've, we've kind of started working on ourselves and fundamental problems um and 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 that's how i feel we kind of stop in terms of how we try and tackle problems it's 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 too short term as a long to long term kind of prospects um in that aspect that's that's my thoughts anyway no i totally agree you're absolutely correct um just wanted to wrap up guys um just each one of what we just all spoken about just i just wanted to get a a quick wrap up i'll start off anyway so for my general understanding of of what we just talked about um uh, are blacks good for entertainment for me personally is it can be a contradictory in that sense but i think what we'll need to have is maybe a few things maybe one of them on my side of it is we need to have a good role model when I meant by good role model, someone that will be in the community, that grew up in the community, that has a good um, job title to or good position. And on top of that, what a few of my members have, have addressed it, we need to have an organization where each one of us or a, a, a member or a body that we can go and, and help. The word will be for help. It doesn't have to be a help where there's financial matters. It can be a help for other areas where people do need it. And this is part of something like mental health, something like that we don't talk about in our community. That's a kind of situation that can be embedded into it. Yeah. Yeah. So you go, Kaja. Yeah, just touching up on some of the points regarding a kind of you kind of did it quite well, Ali, actually. It was rolling off your tongue regarding some of the conversations we've had. Um, black people and being good for kind of entertainment. And as I said, I think my general thinking around this is that apart from representation in different kind of fields, um, sometimes we have, to, we have to also kind of like um, praise or put the people that have been doing a lot of the groundwork for years upon years. Like, for instance, a lot of the stuff that Mo has been doing for ages upon ages, those kind of stuff needs to be celebrated. We need to celebrate our success a bit more. Sometimes we don't need someone with a big brush title there in some sort of big position for us to be inspired. We have inspiration around us. I don't feel like we celebrate that enough because it's always been seen as always well. not on this massive scale. But there's a lot of stuff that we're doing in grassroots. That's very important and we need to celebrate that as well. Um, I think generally my general view around this is um, representation is good. 
but being authentic and actually doing something that benefits the people is more important. And sometimes, as more mentioned, the smoke screen of just having a black person in a higher position, but that black person that's not actually it's not aligned with the problems that black people are going through, then it makes it even more difficult for us to kind of break through a lot of these challenges that we face. And I think around mobilizing ourselves, I think Cam used the example of the kind of black lawyers and talking about the wind rush. I think the key thing for us as well is sometimes going back to our tra traditions. So for instance, I'm aware that in Ghana, there's a term, there's a reference, there's something that's called Sankofa, which is basically go back and get and, and get it. And that basically translates to um, kind of like going backward um, to kind of reaching back to knowledge gained in the past and bringing that into the present in order to make positive progress. So I feel like a lot of these things that we're discussing, a lot of these challenges that we have, there is already a template. All we have to do is really understand our cultures and tradition, go back, reach, get these templates and try to see how we could accommodate them for the kind of like um, societies or how that affects us and how we could actually use that to bring forth positive kind of progress to really hear that and share that story in that sense. Um, why black entertainers more represent, why black people more represented in entertainment um, than, than any other industries? I think to touch on that, I think the answer to that question for me would have to be down to representation um, or a lack thereof of it in, in certain industries as opposed to others. I think the in terms of like success and wealth, where you see that in the black community, a lot of that is seen in entertainment or sports, seeing those industries and it feels like that's where the majority of it is. So if those images are being fed to a younger, a younger generation, then that's a, lot of, that's a lot of what they can aspire to want to become and want to do. Um, and so that, that continues the tradition of that growing. But I think at the same time as well, I think what's said is that I think black entertainers control, I think I, they've created pop culture now. It's like, you know, hip hop and hip hop music is certainly less the number one genre in the world um, commercially. Um, but then also, it's also you look at movies too, because I guess there's always been a, we talk about lack of representation in movies as well. Um, and it's like, it's taken a while for, you, for us to even see like, you know, I think we had to see Black Panther before we even saw like a movie where there was like 90% of like black people in that particular movie. So there's also in those sort of fields there, although there are black people in those fields, there's still a lack of representation that's being um, broadcast. Um, to the wider world. However, I think getting into other types of institutions, like you mentioned at the start of the episode, such as the Supreme Court, Bank of England, the sort of places there, I definitely agree with you, you, your comments, Kodra and Mo, about, I think even if you do get into those institutions, you have to sort of fit into a certain mold in order to prosper. And so in doing that, you, lose, you can lose a lot of your own identity. You can be your your views can be shut off or even be seen as a bit too extreme and so you you might you might just sort of soften up or just not say too much in order to completely fit in and there may there may very well be people who aren't prepared to do that and those who aren't prepared to do that can find it difficult to rise within certain institutions so i think it, it's also getting rid of those barriers there and how do we create um I guess how do we create it's about how do you create situations where those that are trying to prosper in those institutions can effectively be themselves 
and um, and rise because I guess part of it down can play down to being a personal thing too as well and a lack of maybe cultural understanding between I guess different races but um that's that's my take on that yeah no I think it's um all excellent all the things that you guys have mentioned um just to close off where do I start um in terms of the whole black representation thing um I did want to kind of highlight in terms of there's loads of studies that have been um, made to support that we all have selective memory when it comes to trauma. And I feel as a community, a lot of trauma has been caused by the realization of a lot of systems are, or institutions are uh, racist fundamentally. And, and it just comes back to the notion that I believe that for something, an institution like the KKK, if the Grand Wizard was a black man, um, it's not going to make no difference. Um, and I think that a lot of people kind of forget that when you think of institutions like the police, like the law, judges, whatever, blah, 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 having a black man or black representation isn't really going to make any difference in terms of what's going to happen. Um, but I do feel there is importance in terms of representation it's just the dangers of it. It has to come as a full package, 100% package. So this means not just the face, but also the intentions, the drives, the fundamentals and the actions. All those things have to, have to, have to come in. Without with any, with all the, one of those elements missing, then it's just dangerous for our community. We just get distracted by the smoke screen and it's more of a hindrance than it is progression. Um, thank you guys for everyone. Um, for our friends as the members you guys have summed up your your words is very impressive and is well um, input um, for our listeners and our followers thank you once again this is another episode that is really fantastic and please please do listen share your comment and um, we are London Perspective Podcasts and to share your information, we've got email, which is londonperspective at gmail.com. Catch us on Instagram, LDM Perspective, and also Twitter. So please do mention anything that you're not aware of or you're sure of. Have a debate with us. We would really love to. And thank you for listening for today and much more to come. Thank you. Bye-bye. Perspectives, different views, one voice.